I'm Stuart Mashburn. I'm one of two J High Link residents. You're going to hear from the second one soon. But uh, it's so nice to have all of you guys here tonight. Who's ready for Thanksgiving? Man, y'all are lame. Who's ready for Thanksgiving? Turkey, ham, all that great stuff. So we're talking about we're talking about family tonight. All right, let's bring it in. Let's bring it in. Let's bring it in. We're talking about family tonight, right? And the struggles and the issues you might have with family. How many, how many in here, I'm just curious, have uh, siblings that are younger than you are? Oh, right. This talk's going to, this is going to resonate with so many tonight. I'm so glad. I'm not talking to myself. Listen, listen, listen. Every family has its struggles. The struggles between siblings, however, is something that is very familiar with many people. And I think it's a lot more personal as well because you see each other all the time. You're playing together all the time. You're usually doing a lot of the same stuff. So it means a little more. Am I right? Yeah. Just like in the clip about Fred struggling to be the brother of who is obviously the favored child, we have to learn through struggle now, through struggle, how to coexist with our family and our siblings. Now, my story about my brother and I is a little different than Fred's. I didn't have that much of an issue. Mine was, I wanted to be more like my brother, and he was more annoyed by that. I was six years old. I'll tell you guys a story. I was six years old. My brother was eight years old, so he was always ahead of me in doing all the cool stuff. So I wanted to be just like Ryan. Ryan was cool. Ryan was athletic. Ryan knew, always knew what to say, and I wanted to be cool, and I wanted to be athletic, and I wanted to know what to say all the time. So I ate what he ate. I said what he said when he said it, when he said it, how he said it. I played the sports that he played. I did everything that he did. I wanted to be like Ryan. I think maybe just a little bit that annoyed him because I was like, what do you call it? Copycat. Oh, copycat. You ever say that when you're a kid? Copycat, copycat. Stop copying me over and over. You go to the ice cream, the ice cream stand, you get some ice cream. Then your little brother or little sister gets the same time. It just kind of annoys you, doesn't it? Because you want to be, yeah, I see this guy's like, yes. This guy over here. So, yeah, it got, it got a little annoying. So, one day, in front of my house, it's a steep hill. And my brother and his buddy had set up a ramp at the bottom of the hill, and they were riding the bikes off of it. They were jumping. Everybody's like, oh, no. I'm like, yeah, that's right. And I'm like, I want to do it, too. I want to be just like Ryan. That's a really steep hill. And they're like, nah, you can't do it, Stuart. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So, because I wanted to be like my brother, okay, let me hear everyone say, oh, because I wanted to be like my brother, I, call, I took my little 10-speed bike, and I'm going down the hill, okay? I couldn't find my bike helmet to come to, as, a little, as a little prop tonight, so I'm just going to tell you without it. But little did I know, Ryan, being annoyed, had fixed the ramp to fall. <gasps> I know, right? He fixed it to fall. I wanted to be like my brother, and he's fixing the ramp to fall. I'm wanting to be cool. Okay, so what do you think is happening now? I'm going, down my, I'm going down the hill. It's for, listen, guys, this hill was steep. It was steep. It was not 10 feet. It was not a little hill. This, this hill went for about 20 yards downhill. And they were jumping this ditch because they could do that. I couldn't do it on my little 10-speed bike. I was, there's no way I was going to get it done. But I was going to do it anyway because I wanted to be like Ryan. Well, by the time I got there, I'm like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. I hit that ramp, the thing collapsed, except one piece. 
One piece of that ramp stayed, and it was the one I was happened to be jumping over. This piece fell, and I hit that piece. The bike stayed. I did not. And this is me flipping through the air, and I landed on my shoulder on the ground. And so I'm laying there. I'm like that, trying to try and catch my breath. And my brothers run up to me, and he's mortified. Completely and totally mortified. My mother, however, was more mortified than he was. Running out to me, screaming and crying and screaming at my brother. And he's just like, kind of like Fred was when the tree got chopped down, right? He's just wide-eyed. How has this happened? Ryan felt like he had failed me that day. And from then on, after me wearing a back brace for literally a month, I had to go to church like this. And I had to do everything like this. And this is me sitting at the dinner table. So that's me for a month. And from then on, my relationship with my brother changed. Instead of annoyed, he was my protector. And he took care of me. And nothing, that's right, that's right. All the women in this section, all the boys over here like, eh. <clears throat> But he, he did not let anything else happen to me, guys. Any circumstance I went through that was rough, he was there. And it was different from then on. When God allows struggles in our lives, he intends to bring great blessings from them. If the struggles between my brother and me hadn't happened, along with my broken bone, then the blessings that is our relationship today would not have taken place. It would be very different. In a similar story, James the Just, the half-brother of Jesus Christ, did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah during his ministry. You can imagine how that made Jesus feel. When he's healing the sick, raising the dead, changing water into wine right in front of his brother, and his brother says, I don't believe you. I still don't believe you. I think maybe he was feeling that way like Fred was feeling that way towards his brother who was actually Santa Claus, I would probably feel the same way. That annoyance, that I don't care what you say, I'm not going to believe you. But because of that struggle, God brought a huge blessing. After Jesus' death on the cross and resurrection, he appeared to James in what would be a very special meeting. And in 1 Corinthians 15.7, I'm going to confirm it for you because it's very short. Then he, Paul talking here, appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Jesus had appeared to a lot of people after his resurrection. James just happened to be one of them. Whatever Jesus said to James must have really made a difference. Because after that, James became one of the most important leaders in the very first Christian church. And so many came to know Jesus because of him. I wonder what he said to him. Must have been something pretty important. The struggle of James' relationship with his brother Jesus turned into an amazing, incredible blessing. The bottom line, and I'll leave you with this, all right? Whatever struggles you are facing with your own siblings, within your own family, God means to turn those struggles into incredible blessings. You must trust Him in this, God. You must trust God in this. 
and you must show unconditional love and unconditional grace to your siblings. And then God, having seen that, is going to show favor on it and he's going to bless your relationship, just like he blessed my brother's relationship and uh, just like he used James after that. All right? So I'm going to leave you with that. And then I'm going to let you see this clip and Sarah's going to come on and talk to you guys. There's a marshmallow. Looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. Give me a minute, Bert. We're in the middle of practice, Leanne. You can thank me later. Michael, do you remember when we first met and we went to that horrible part of town to buy you those dreadful clothes? And I was a little bit scared and you told me not to worry about it because you had my back. Do you remember that? Yes, ma'am. And if anyone tried to get to me, you would have stopped them, right? And when you and SJ were in that car wreck, what did you do to the airbag? Stopped it. You stopped it. You stopped it. This team is your family, Michael. You have to protect them from those guys, okay? Listen. Okay. Tony here is your quarterback, all right? You protect his blind side. When you look at him, you think of me, how you have my back, how you have his, okay? All right, Tony, go back. Oompa Loompa here is your tailback. When you look at him, you think of SJ and how you've never let anyone or anything hurt him. You understand me? All right. Go back. Got it? What about Collins and Mr. Tui? Fine. They can be on the team, too. Are you going to protect the family, Michael? Yes, ma'am. Good boy. Then go have some fun. Yelling at him doesn't work, Bert. Trust men. Hey guys. Stuart, you're tall. All right. Thank you, Stuart, for sharing. That was a great message. Yeah. Give it up for Stuart, right? Yeah. He was awesome. Okay. So my name is Sarah. Um, I am also the other J High Link resident. Hey guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. I, thank you. <laughs> other J High Link resident. Um, so how many of y'all have seen that movie? Yeah? Good movie, right? Good, good movie. So it's called The Blind Side for the person that didn't know what that movie was. Oh, you. You need to go home and watch that movie. That's your homework assignment for the break. Okay, so the movie's about Michael Orr. Michael Orr was the football player. And then, um, so going, going back a little bit to his story, he uh, was in and out of foster care when he was growing up. So he didn't have a family. He didn't have a support team. Uh, and He's on the streets, and a family found him, and they brought him in. They actually brought him in uh, Thanksgiving time, so kind of relates to right now. Yeah, look at that just going out really well. So they brought him in, and then they uh, wound up adopting him, and that relates a lot to me. So um, I was born in Bulgaria, and I was put in an orphanage there for three years. So I stayed in the orphanage three years, and a family in America— got, they, they felt the Lord telling them that they needed to adopt and the Lord matched them up with me. And they came and got me when I was three out of the orphanage and they gave me a family and they gave me a support team too. So that's kind of how I relate with Michael. But growing up, it's not just oh cool, I got adopted and now my life is great. I mean, can y'all say that now? Like you have a family and support system, but does your life feel always wonderful all the time? 
No, right? There are struggles. It's hard. It's hard. So I struggled with a lot of that too. So especially as I started getting older, I didn't, I didn't really look like my family. They had like light brown hair, green eyes. I don't look like that. So it's like, I don't look like my family. And I was struggling a lot with my identity, struggling a lot with who I was. And I just couldn't relate, but I couldn't really talk about how I was feeling because I didn't even know how I was feeling. And it was just this really awkward time of my life um, and just felt really misplaced. And then I'd come to church and I'd hear about, how many of y'all have heard the, we're all adopted in Christ? That Have y'all heard of that one before? Yeah. So growing up in middle school, I hated it. I hated when any pastor said, oh, we're all adopted through Christ. It just made me feel even more weird because I was adopted from Bulgaria. And then he's talking about this other adoption and I didn't get it. Couldn't get what he was saying. And it was like, they don't get my struggles. So if anything, it kind of ticked me off and rubbed me wrong a little bit, um, just as an adoptee. And it just made me feel completely out of place. But growing up, going to church and just by the grace of God, having parents that were Christians, just getting to pour more into me, um, I got to start learning more about family. So for a long, long time, I thought family was blood-related, who you're, like, family of birth. That was kind of how I always put family. So I was like, I don't know. I still don't feel like I have a family because I don't look like anyone, and I'm not blood-related to anybody. But then as I started growing up and learning more and more about the Lord, so um, Jesus was a perfect man. He didn't do anything wrong. He died on a cross, and he shed blood for you and for me so that now we can live forever with him even though we don't deserve that at all. So then I got to thinking about his blood. So our blood and your like family's bloodline or whatever isn't what makes a family. It's the blood of Christ that can also give you another family. And I started relating to that because that was something that I could hold on to and that was just more real to me, that Christ died for me, Christ died for you, we're on the same team. We're here to support each other. So Michael in the movie had his football team and friends, and he started getting just all this support, his teachers and school and everyone. He started getting all this support. And the same thing started happening with me when I started to figure out that I wasn't just this random person from Bulgaria. I'm a daughter of Christ. And you're a daughter and a son of Christ too. So that's pretty encouraging. As I started going to church more and more and more, and I became a Christian, my support team just started to grow and grow and grow. Can you put that picture up? So this is a lot of the people on my support team. I've got some friends. That's my granddad um, in the, in the uh, bottom corner. Just a lot of people that are on my team. They're not family. We're not related in that sense, but through Christ we are, and they support me. So how about you? Do you have a support team? Do you have a strong family system? So sometimes the holidays can get kind of hard. Like, oh no, I'm going to go see this crazy aunt of mine. Or, right, they, get, they can get kind of crazy. But how many of y'all have a support team? How many of y'all can, like, it can be your parents. It can be your teachers. It can be your friends. 
And how many of y'all can be that to someone else? So we're talking about being thankful here. And um, one of the best ways that we can do it, so outside, right above the shed, we have thank you cards. So you can write thank you cards to those people in your life that are a part of your support team. So I'm going to, so how does this relate to the Bible? So in Hebrews, we can go ahead and put that verse up. I'm going to actually read the first verse because I messed up and only sent him one verse. My bad. So Hebrews 10, 24 to 25, and let us consider how we spur one another on toward love and good, and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching encouraging one another, supporting each other. So that can be with your family, with your annoying younger brother and sister and older brother and sister, with your aunts, uncles, moms, dad, and the rest of your support team. Encourage them. One of the best ways is going to be through writing that thank you note out there. Uh, It's a great thing. God didn't call us to live this life alone. He's called us to relationships. He's made us for all of these relationships. He doesn't want you to be alone. If you're struggling finding a support system and a support team, I promise you, me, Stuart, the rest of the J-High staff, we're here. We would love to be a part of that if you're looking for one or if you want us to be on it with you. Um, So thank you all for letting me talk. Um, Really appreciate it. I'm going to, oh, thanks. Okay. (laughs) Okay, guys, I'm going, I'm going to pray and then Kevin is going to come up and he's going to wrap it up, okay? So bow your heads and let's pray. Hey, God, thank you so much for today. Thank you just for another day of life and for who you are. Um, Thank you for making all of us. And thank you for dying for us um, and giving us just the body of Christ. Um, And thank you for the families that we are in. And just thank you for this great holiday. Help us to be more thankful. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.